Good evening and welcome to a very special post-presidential debate edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Normally for three hours each and every week, this is the program where we provide you with a an oasis of honesty and rationality in the desert of insanity and deceit, which is the American media, cultural, and political landscape. Because the second presidential debate began uh, an hour before our normal starting time on Sunday nights, we did things a little bit differently tonight. Most of our markets have picked us up now live. A couple will pick us up at 11 p.m. on the East Coast, uh, one hour after our normal start time. But obviously, there is a lot to talk about, and this is the place for the best and uh, most diverse conservative reaction to the debate that which you just heard. I assume you just heard since you're listening to this radio station. (laughs) Leah Brandon, how Leah Brandon, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine too. All right. So here's the deal. Um, For those who have never heard us before. And I'm assuming there's a lot of people in that boat because of the fact that we just followed the debate. Uh, Leah Brandon and I are both uh, conservatives. I do the show from Southern California. Leah does it from Alabama. Uh, yes. Leah, Leah, I'm more comfortable in this conservatism here. Right. Leah, <laughs> like most people in Alabama, is going to enthusiastically be voting for uh, Donald Trump. I uh, am a conservative who will not be voting for Donald Trump. I will not. I just want to say I just I refuse to allow Hillary Clinton to be the president. I would vote for whoever our nominee was. Well, you you got the worst one possible. So that's just proof of that. So that's good. What I'm going to do. So so Leah will be voting for for Trump. I will be not voting for Trump. I will not be voting for Hillary either. And let me guess, Leah, that you um, and most people who are in the Trump camp already are orgasmic over what we just heard over the last hour and uh, 35, 38 minutes or so. Is that a fair assessment? I, I hate putting words in your well, mouth because I'm always wrong, but would you say orgasmic is a fair assessment of your reaction to that debate? Um, I would say, here's what I would say about this debate. Uh, th- this, for me, was make or break. Mm-hmm. And he, I thought did a very good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he may have uh, helped some of the damage, but I don't really think in the long run it's going to matter that much. But he didn't get up there and implode like the last one. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Uh, I'm going to surprise some people who wrongly think that I criticize Trump no matter what and that somehow I'm a closet Hillary supporter, which is hilarious. If anyone knows anything about my career, I've been as ardently anti-Bill and Hillary Clinton as anybody I know for a very, very long time. Uh, And I've actually defended Trump when he deserved it. There is no question in my mind, zero, that uh, among the online polls and maybe even some of the scientific polls and within elements of the news media, especially the so-called conservative media, that the narrative— Can I finish my? Yeah, go ahead. Thank thank you, Leah. I appreciate that. So uh, there's going to be no question that Trump, quote unquote, won the debate. There's absolutely no question. And especially among his supporters, there is absolutely no question that he has eliminated any of the significant damage 
from the Billy Bush grabber uh, P-word uh, episode that occurred on Friday, and that there's no question that he is not going to be forced to be taken off the ticket. Uh, Mike Pence will not leave the ticket. He's going, he's going to be the nominee of the Republican Party through, unless something happens after this, which is certainly there's possible. There's more tapes coming, allegedly. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, it's always possible with Donald Trump. But uh, based upon what happened tonight, there's no question that he has solidified his support. And I am quite sure that, um, you know, a drudge and Breitbart, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are orgasms uh, that are Well, he set the bar very low last time. Well, but here, this is, so here's the but. So, of course, there's a but uh, or a however. And here's the however. Trump has done all of this in the wrong order in order to win. And what I mean by that is this. If this performance tonight where he came out swinging, did not stop. I mean, he was rude as hell at times, but his fans don't care about that. But he was, you know, he didn't shout, scream. He was sniffing a lot, sniffling a lot. Uh, he was sniffling more than last time. Right. But but from a substantive standpoint, he actually sounded like he knew what the hell he was talking about on most of the issues. Right. But, but, uh, and there's no question he came off much, much better than the last debate. But here's the problem. Less Had people he are been, watching, let, probably. I'm sorry? <laughs> Were less people watching? No, no, no. Are think? you kidding? After the whole Billy Bush thing, I, I think the ratings, <laughs> the ratings tonight were probably at least as good as the first debate, if not better. That's, That's not funny. the problem. The problem is the order in which this all occurred. Had in the first debate a very presidential Donald Trump been presented to 84 million people watching, many of whom have not been paying that much attention to the campaign, many of whom were undecided voters who were at least open-minded to a Donald Trump presidency, had, had he been presidential in the first debate and had the Billy Bush tape not made him a political eunuch in the minds of another chunk, we don't know how large that chunk is, of voters— had those two things in the first instance one happened, in the second instance not happened, and then he gave this performance tonight, we would have a ball game. We would have a situation where Trump had set himself up for the uppercut, and he would have potentially, at least with a, a, a good number of people, knocked Hillary Clinton's block off. But that's not the way this went down. The, the order of events was... Trump proved himself in front of 84 million people to not be presidential. Mm. Then, in the largest news story of the general election, if not the entire election by far, and the, and the numbers are off the charts as far as interest in the Billy Bush story. That's it, because of what you call the idiots and the imbeciles. And this idiots! is a perfect... <laughs> right, well, now, we'll, I want to get to why the Billy Bush tape is significant later on but I'm, I'm, i want to start broad and then we can get more specific but in the big picture the reason why those on the right and i understand look i get the catharsis that a lot of conservatives are feeling that my god finally somebody hit him in the mouth somebody really stuck it to him boy I, didn't that feel good i get it trust me I understand it as well as anybody. But the problem is 
already 55% or thereabouts of the American voters have discounted Donald Trump. They are not going to vote for him under any circumstances. Now, we don't know whether or not they'll show up. That's an interesting question. But at least 55% of likely voters and registered voters have already in their minds written him off. He is a political eunuch. And I believe that Trump knows that. And that's why, at least part of the reason why, he was able to give the performance he gave tonight. You know, what's the song uh, You know I, I, that I've quoted before? Freedom's just another word for having nothing left right. to lose. It, right, right, right. He was so nervous in that first one. Because he had uh, something to lose. Yep. He has nothing to lose. This was a man tonight freed up by the notion that he knows he is, win. he is going to lose. So therefore, with nothing to fear, he could come out and basically obliterate all the normal rules of decorum. He could have a press conference two hours before the debate with four or actually three accusers of Bill Clinton, the media blew this. They they didn't they 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 pretended that all four of these women were Bill Clinton accusers. They were not. Three of them were Bill Clinton accusers. One was effectively an accuser against Hillary Clinton because she was the woman who Bill, uh, Hillary had defended the abuser of many many yeah, many and years he's been ago. Retweeting Juanita Broderick all day. Right. So so he breaks. He's able to break all the rules of normal political decorum, which I understand. Why conservatives love that? Yeah, because the Democrats do it all the time. I I get it. I get the catharsis. The problem is you aren't the target audience. You are not the people who will determine who wins a presidential election. Donald The Democrats have been, historically... The nastiest, meanest party. So why is it okay for them? Okay, and they'll attract the in, the independents, but the Republicans can't to attract the independents. Well, I I I understand why you're saying that. I think that's a bit of a broad generalization. Mainly, the main reason is that the media, which is liberal, are the referees. So the referees yeah. are always letting the Democrats. You know, if if you think about it in football terms. The, the Democratic quarterback has an offensive line that knows they can kick the other guys in the groin and hold them all they want and face mask them all they want because they're not going to get called for any penalties. And, but, and, and I guarantee you, by the way, that while Trump will be declared the quote-unquote winner tonight, the news media for the next five days tape will be destroying Trump for the way that he behaved, any inaccuracies that he may have told. I mean, he's still lying about being against the war in Iraq, for instance. That's one that just comes right off the top. Why he? Why, we talked about this last week. I why, don't know why. Why <laughs> he continues to insist that he was against the war in Iraq when he obviously never said anything close to that. And the only statement on record on the Howard Stern show of all places uh, was, in fact, that he was in favor of the invasion. He never said anything on record until well after the Iraq war started and it already turned started to go badly. But anyway, the point is the news media now is actually going to be more energized than ever to destroy, to destroy him. And you yeah. know what? 
I don't think he cares because he knows already he's going to lose. If the deck is stacked against you, then there's no, there's nothing wrong with jumping on the poker table, taking the deck of cards, and throwing it up in the air. <laughs> because, <laughs> because once they you get, you know what? It's gonna get good. Well, okay, <laughs> if it hasn't already, are, are you are you suggesting? Are you are you really suggesting that we haven't reached that point already? Are you not entertained? All right, so right, that, that's just the tip of the iceberg of our analysis of. Tonight's second presidential debate. We'll continue with more after this break. This is the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com where you can check out each and every one of the 24 different radio stations which carry the John and Leah show on a weekly basis. This is a special edition of the program as we are providing post-debate analysis, debate number two between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton just ended about 20 minutes or so ago, and it was a debate unlike we've ever seen in the history of presidential politics, especially in the television era. It began actually about two hours before the debate with Donald Trump gathering three Bill Clinton accusers (laughs) and a woman who um, claims that Hillary Clinton inappropriately defended her abuser, her rapist, back when she was, a, I believe, a 12-year-old girl uh, many, many years ago. They held this uh, press conference, which was beyond bizarre for a number of reasons, number one of which might have been the fact that Paula Jones was there. Oh, boy. And Paula Jones was um, wearing a sweatshirt. Now, I didn't <laughs> and see I, this. And I, Oh, you didn't see this? No. Uh, now, Paula Jones did not attend, under, unlike the other three. She did not apparently attend the actual debate. And I'm wondering if it's because she wasn't dressed appropriately. Uh, Why would she show up for Donald Trump wearing a sweatshirt? In a hoodie. It was, biz- it, was biz- <laughs> it was bizarre. Particularly bizarre, considering the fact that back in 1998, Donald Trump on television not only defended Bill Clinton in all of this, not only defended how Hillary Clinton handled all this, but called Paula Jones, the same Paula Jones who was at his pre-debate press conference, quote, a loser. Uh, So only in Trump world could all these years later, Paula Jones, because, you know, she wants some publicity, she comes and she's part of this uh, stunt that was done a couple hours before the debate. And the debate itself was very, very different in that It was very tense. It was very fiery. Trump got absolutely the better punches in um, without question. My snap analysis, though, is that this will do nothing to help him win. And you seem to agree with that. Is that fair? Yeah. I think this this will help solidify the people uh, who were— yeah, well, yeah, because this was like, oh, my gosh, it's going down in flames. And, uh, you know, I had said earlier that within the first 10 minutes, we'll know. 
we'll know what's going to happen here. Is he just going to, you know, completely blow it? Or is he going to be able to maybe steady it a little bit? I actually thought this was a little bit opposite of the first debate. I thought he was very unsteady at the beginning. He missed an opportunity to apologize for the tape in the first question, which he did not answer at all. I thought, uh, and we'll hear some clips in hour number two, I thought Hillary's answer on the Billy Bush tape was really pretty good. And then then after the first couple of questions, once Trump got through the Billy Bush tape, and still never really apologized in any sort of human or sincere way, once he was able to go on the attack, unlike the last debate where he tired and got worse, I thought he got better and better, uh, at least in the middle of the debate. And, and frankly, it wasn't just the attacks. I will say that he sounded more educated on the issues yes. than I'd ever heard him before. Well, uh, I, Did you get the notice that he was Facebooking live his final debate prep? I did not. No, I'm not. I, I don't follow him on Facebook. Uh, I do. Okay. I was like, what are you doing? Broadcasting debate prep. Well, the reality is, see, and that's where, where, I, where I was going with. I don't think that this does anything to help him win. It does stop the bleeding within yeah. Republican circles and uh, within conservatives. But I'm not sure that was even the goal anymore. I'm, I'm curious, do you think that was Donald Trump's goal tonight to win the election? Yes. You do? See, I, do. I don't think it was. I think his goal was create as much chaos as possible, stir up his base, solidify his support so that this does not become a situation where he's forced to humiliate himself by withdrawing. And also, by the way, increasing his already very stellar street cred in case he wants to do some sort of Trump TV thing after this is over, because now he's a hero. I mean, he's a hero to I don't know how many millions. It's not enough to win an election. But millions and millions of conservatives are cheering him tonight in a way that they've never, ever cheered a Republican candidate at a presidential debate. So that will help him after he loses. Uh, But we'll talk more about this, plus clips from the debate in hour number two of this special edition of The John and Leah Show right here on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.